0: Welcome to Personally Speaking. Come on in and make yourself at home. Personally Speaking is a monthly comedy cocktail party where your friends tell you stories to make you grin. Usually we have five to seven storytellers and comics regale you with heartwarming and ridiculous tales of human folly, but this isn't one of our usual episodes. I'm sad to report that a small tragedy has darkened the doorstep of our show this month, but we're going to make it up to you, I promise. When we recorded our last live show on the theme of betrayal, our recorder took a tumble at some point during the production and lost the entire recording. Matt Raines, our show's recordist, happens to be a data wizard as well as an audiophile and made a genuinely valiant attempt to recover the data, but it was lost to the ages. I guess I have always wanted to have a lost episode. Nevertheless, after the show was over, I sat and talked with Matt for some time about what our options were then retreated into my mind palace to decide on a course of action. Oh, my dear handsoms, I know that it simply wouldn't do not to have an episode this month, so I dove into our archives once more, sifted through some wonderful stories, and decided to bring you a pairing of two never-before-released tales on the theme of rich kids. Your storytellers are two of the show's favorites, Armando and Jen. Jen. Armando will tell you about going to school with the son of a drug lord before turning the camera on himself, and Jen provides a perfectly complimentary story, which incredibly also involves a drug lord. As always, they each have ten minutes to tell you a true story that makes you laugh, and I know it will. Before we dive in, I would like to take just one moment to express my sincere gratitude to each and every one of you listening to Personally Speaking in one way or another, each of you with your own stories. June marks the one year anniversary of the live show and I'm very pleased to announce that we'll be holding it in a formal venue in downtown LA. If you're in town June 25th, come see Personally Speaking Live. I'll be so happy to see you there. Details to follow and you can find those on our Twitter page at It's Personal Now. If you'd like to follow me, your host, Christiana, you can find me at I Am Future Tense. Now, the show must go on. Why don't you come out of the corner and tell your story?
1: Thank you. Uh, First off, I just wanted to say that uh, I recently got married. Uh, And that that fact has no relevance to my story. I've never felt an applause break before, and I really wanted to know what it was like. And now that I say it out loud, it seems like a really bad reason to get married, but (laughs) but that's fine. I can make that joke because my wife's not here. Although it is being recorded, and my best man and one of my groomsmen is here. So anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I told her it doesn't matter. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about riches and money and power, but most of all, I've been thinking about comfort. And I think that's what everyone ultimately wants and envies, that someone is just very comfortable in their lives. And in particular, I was thinking about this idea this afternoon as I was scrubbing my toilet (laughs) in what is probably and accurately considered the smallest apartment I've ever lived in. Which is made even smaller by the fact that m- my eight months old stuff takes up way too much space and then he takes up a lot of room by himself, especially in my bed in the morning where he th- inevitably wakes up and then wakes me up by punching me in the face. <laughs> I fulfilled my duties of mentioning my wife and my son. Thank you. <laughs> Anyhow, back back to the toilet. Uh, so I'm scrubbing the toilet and I'm thinking about these things and money and a lot of You know, ridiculous wealth. And I don't know if it was nostalgia, regret, or the Clorox fumes. Definitely one of those three. But I started going down memory lane, and I started to think about who are these rich kids that I've known in my life. And I thought, I could only think of two things, or two people, and like two categories. So the first one was in high school. And I, I, I didn't really know this guy. I, 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 we were in high school together. We had a couple of classes together. I, I've spent the entire afternoon and a few days trying to remember his name. So this is how little I actually interacted with him. It's something with an E, and it's Mexican-sounding, which, which is not racist because I'm from Mexico. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I've said it to a few people here, but for those who don't know, and for the people listening to the podcast, I was—and ra- this is this is relevant to the story—I was raised in Juarez, in the Mexican border. For those of you who don't know Juarez, if you turn on CNN or any <laughs> or any news network, it's the one city in Mexico people talk about that's on fire and with decapitated. It pe- doesn't matter. Um, kidnappings. Um, it's, that's not funny, guys. That pra- <laughs> Anyhow, so I grew up there, and there was this one kid uh, who was just ridiculously wealthy. Just had too much money. Uh, His father was definitely not involved uh, with the drug cartels or was himself a drug lord, for sure. That's my legal copy. (laughs) Definitely not a drug lord. Uh, Let's let's say that his father's business involved transactions of a recreational and international nature. (laughs) And... And let's say that for my safety. Uh, so um, he had a lot of money. He always carried just stacks, what well, I can only describe as stacks of cash in his pocket and his backpack. He had the most expensive car you could think of. Like the, I don't know anything about cars. Just ima- fill in the blank. Imagine a really expensive car. It doesn't matter. Just a really expensive car. Uh, something that no high schooler should have or should be trusted with. He he would take people out for lunch, like twenty at a time, and to pay for everyone. He had uh, he had a ranch, and he had like these parties with these very big time singers and celebrities that I'm not I, that one I really can't mention, and it doesn't matter because there were, I only remember two names, and one of them was murdered by the drug. That doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and anyway, so a lot a lot of money, and uh, but but the thing that always intrigued me about him was that. It was actually kind of sad because he was, in high school terms, the biggest loser I've ever seen. He yes. was so wimpy. He was so nerdy. He had that aura that repels women. Yes. Uh, and and he, yes. just, he was just trying so hard all the time to be accepted and to be liked. And people liked him, but I always felt like I couldn't tell if it was because of the money or... Or just him, and he—he he was very sweet. The times of the Diet spoke to me was very sweet, um, but he was definitely just the biggest loser. And 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 it was also really sad because of how alone he was, because because of his lifestyle and his extreme wealth. A, there were always um, his like uh, security guards around, but you couldn't see them. They were always just hidden. Um, they uh, he th- no one no one knew where he lived because he wasn't allowed to say where he lived he had a specific schedule because he had to keep moving around and you could never go with him in the car he always had to drive by himself and he, you couldn't follow him anywhere just for security reasons and I just thought that wow on top of wanting all this attention and not being able to receive it socially just it, it's just so sad and, and that's how I make you empathize with a billionaire <laughs> um, so that's one category and then the other one I I tried to think back, back before high school. Like who who did I know that was really rich, or just like like you said, richer than me? That that's what constituted rich. And you know how everyone has a crazy roommate, and if you don't have a crazy roommate, you're the crazy roommate. (laughs) I started thinking about it, and I thought, was I the rich kid? (laughs) Wait a minute. And I never thought about it that way, but I was totally the rich kid when I was like in fourth or fifth grade or something. Our house was you know, sort of larger and a little nicer. By the way, sorry, I have to clarify. This is Mexican rich. So <laughs> the, the conversion is like almost middle-class American. <laughs> Just, I need to clarify. But I was the rich kid, and I had like a nicer house than my friends. My parents had a, a new car often enough. Uh, each of them, and I mean, I was always in private schools, and I had a ridiculous amount of toys. This, I really didn't want to say this part, because I I just realized we're being recorded, and this makes me look like an asshole, but we would always, every Saturday, we would cross over to El Paso, Texas, which is the American side of the border, and run errands, and then there was always a Toys R Us that we had to drive by, Uh, and I always said, oh, can we go to Toys R Us?, and we did this for years, and every Saturday they stopped and they got me a toy at Toys R Us. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, as a, as a parent now, like, that's a ridiculous thing to do. And I love my child. And then, and, you know, and then my, my father worked for a big corporation, and well, he always had to go to these business conferences, but he brought my mom and myself with him. Uh, not my brother. For some reason, that one's that's kind of sad, I guess. Um, and then the biggest thing, which isn't as big a deal as it's gonna sound like, but I was raised with maids, and by that I mean, hang on, by that I mean not not exactly maids. They were more like like the cleaning people, lady ladies. They were plural. Um, uh, they just happened to also cook and take care of me. anyhow so i'm thinking about all this and i'm on my knees scrub now scrubbing the floor next to the toilet (laughs) trying to get that what the fuck is the stain out of the floor and i and the only thing i could think to myself was how did my parents afford this and why did those selfish bastards not teach me how to buy the same thing? <laughs> Nostalgia, regret, Clorox—it was fucking regret. Thank you.
0: Keep it going for our motto, guys! I know you can. I know you have it in you. The power is within. Oh Lord, it's it's nice to be here, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like uh, like. Given list of, of plans and things that we could do, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of shit that we could do. Like we we could be off somewhere, like paying twelve dollars for drinks, and instead you guys are here where there's free alcohol. That's so cool of you. <laughs> 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 like amazing. Um, uh, on deck, on deck. Up uh, up next will be uh, Jen. Um, uh, she is fantastic, though, and I'm really excited to see see what she's bringing to the table. I, I, I do know the summary of this particular story, and uh, I'm really excited. <laughs> so our our next storyteller coming to the stage is going to, again, tell, tell a fantastic tale of, of obscene wealth. Bring it. Bring it up. Bring it up to the stage. Give it up for Miss Jen.
2: Well, I wouldn't say it was obscene wealth. My family, we were like very poor people. I shouldn't say very poor. Like they were just, yeah, they were poor. So my cousin started to be, I'm doing air quotes. She started to run a daycare center out of her house. (laughs) And she was so like wealthy with all that daycare money. (laughs) (laughs) She would like walk around and like, she'd like flash this huge wad of like 20s, 50s and 100s. And my mom was like, no, that bitch is doing something sketchy. (laughs) Nobody's paying, not in Delaware County, PA. (laughs) Nobody is paying any bitch that much money. That bitch barely passed high school. And I was like, no, 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 I really look up to her. Like, she's, you know, raising four kids. She's doing this. Like, she's making good money, mom. And, like, my cousin fucking made me feel like a baller, like, She'd be like, you want to go to the Exton And I'd be like, yeah, I want to go to the Exton And she would take me, and she'd be like, you want to go to Sam Goody and buy some CDs? And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> so like, she'd be like, you go and get that garbage CD. You want the new Cranberry CD? <laughs> you go get it, girl. This is 1996. <laughs> and so like, I would go into school with a, a freaking uh, book bag just filled with CDs. I had my personal Sony Walkman CD player. And all the other kids were like, "Oh my god, Jen's rich!" Because <laughs> it was kind of like it wasn't like a super poor area; it was just a rural area. And so they were like, "Oh my god, she's pretty rich! Like, she's always listening to her CD player on the bus. That's awesome. She has all the new CDs, guys." And like, I was I was like rolling in it. I was rolling in my cousin's money so hard. Like, let me tell you, I bought a freaking Brandy album. (laughs) I didn't even like Brandy. (laughs) But I was like, I'm gonna buy that cause I can. (laughs) So it was insane, like I got everything, and like the only weird thing about it was like, my cousin would be like, all right, it's late now, we have to go for a car ride. (laughs) And I'd be like, sure, I like to fall asleep in the car. And what I didn't realize, because I was so blind to this wealth, was that she was a meth dealer. (laughs) And the thing is, like, her favorite movie was Goodfellas. Think about how they did it in Goodfellas. They had the babysitter take one of the kids, borrow a kid, because nobody, no cop is going to arrest a woman with a kid to deliver drugs. So... She took a page out of that wonderful Martin Scorsese film and ran her own business. <laughs> and I was just a part of it, and I just reaped the benefits. It was amazing. Like, I had Annie Ann's cinnamon pretzels for days. <laughs> um, I would go rollerblading in the finest rollerblading gear of 1997. <laughs> And her brother was also in on it, and um, they wanted to be balling, but they didn't want to ball too hard. So, like, she bought a pretty, like, nice Ford Explorer because she really wanted the Lincoln Navigator, but she was like, the cops are going to (laughs) know. So she was rolling in an Explorer, which was better than my mom's 1983 AMC Rambler. So I was like, cool. (laughs) And then my cousin, her her my other cousin, her brother was like, I really want to go big with this and get a Volvo. (laughs) But he was like, I think that's a little too flashy. (laughs) So I'm going to get a Saturn (laughs) with heated seats. And I was like, cool. I never knew that was available in cars. (laughs) So everything came to like a screeching halt. Like, mind you, my mother was like suspicious of everybody. She was like, if you're dealing drugs and if you can't read, you let me know. Because illiteracy definitely is where, that's the the fucking gateway to drug, to selling meth is what my mother thought. (laughs) It wasn't. I was, I had no clue. I was completely clueless until one day when I was in 10th grade, I came home from rollerblading. (laughs) yes, I was a loser, rollerblading then. And my mom was like, your cousin Shelly went to jail. And I was like, for what? And she's like, bitch, you don't know. And I was like, no what? And she's like, come clean now. And I'm like, no what? And she's like, the meth ring. And I was like, what meth? And she's like, "She's like your cousin Mark disappeared. He, he ratted on your cousin. She's in jail. I'm gonna go bail her ass out. And you've been basically running around with meth dealers. And it was like this whole like meth ring that like started in Arizona where they'd manufacture it. Someone would drive it to Pennsylvania and then my cousins were distributing it through the tri-state area. So I was kind of a rich kid from meth. I am doubly sorry for being kind of a rich kid and also causing a horrific meth problem in the tri-state area. That's my story.
0: Thank you so much for coming. Personally Speaking is recorded live in East Hollywood every month by Matt Raines and hosted by myself, Christiana Morganroth. If you're interested in performing, attending, or just chatting, reach out to us at personallyspeakingshow at gmail.com. Drive safe. We'll see you next month.